The NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your bet for free today. Welcome back to the NBA Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rich Fat Baby McKee. It's been since the playoffs since I've been here, so it's good to be back with you people. And it's even better to be back with my good old friend, Zach Swiss Bank Broner. He doesn't go by that name anymore, but he still lets me call him that. Zach, it has been like a year since you and I have talked. How's it going, my man? Yeah, it's going good. We were just catching up before the show. I completely forgot about the Swiss Bank, um, but you, you know, you, you <laughs> I always will never forget. Yeah, you always were the king of the nicknames and on like the I'm around the locker room shows and stuff like that. All the funny nicknames for all the people. But yeah, I've been since the playoffs. But we were saying before, quietly NBA preseason kicks off tonight. There's a Warriors Wizards game at 6 a.m. that I uh, may or may not be having having alarms to check in on. Um, yeah, but. Um, yeah, Northwest Division tonight, a lot of fun teams. So I'm excited to uh, be back in the swing of things. That's right. We are going to be previewing the Northwest Division. I specifically asked Zach to be on this preview because he's such a Jokic fan. I mean, we know you grew up a Knicks fan, but uh, now because of Jokic, like you were in on Jokic before everybody else. He's everybody, you know, he's everybody's favorite now, but you are like our de facto nuggets fan at sgpn now yeah i uh you know my favorite player of all time i got the haircut to match oh uh, wow all time <laughs> no that's what we're saying no yeah i mean i'm not that old like it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like you that's know right. you're like 15 so. <laughs> no i'm not actually 15 but you know no one else has played the game in the way that I love it, you know, so much the European style and stuff like that. Him and Boris D are my two favorite players of all time. So um, I am, yeah, I'm excited to get, I mean, uh, really interesting teams here. Like, uh, you know, except for maybe OKC for, for, and Utah now, obviously a lot to talk about with them, but uh, between Denver, Minnesota and Portland, you have three teams that certainly have deep playoff expectations or at least hopes um, in this division. And I did, you know, kind of kick things off. Mike Malone, and speaking of Denver, he, in his press conference to open up training camp, he emphasized how important it is to win games in the, in the division, um, you know, out West and like taking care of business in with your regional teams. It's, I mean, it's kind of like, it's not really true mathematically. Right. Cause like, there's no like regional or conference type um, record tiebreaker or anything like that in the NBA. But um, I think these teams are all familiar with each other and it kind of, serves as a where you stack up in the pecking order is like how you play against these teams that you play and get really familiar with. Um, and obviously like some rivalries here. Now you're going to have uh, Jokic, Gobert, uh, except with Gobert on a different team. So just a cool division um, and a lot of... Uh, I think this might actually be the most interesting division. Yeah. Like yeah, coming no, in preseason because arguably that you have people rating the Nuggets offense as number one in the entire league. Like you have experts coming in yeah. already saying Nuggets <laughs> might be the best, best offense in the league. You got Utah and OKC tanking. You've got Dame coming back for Portland. We don't know what that's going to all bring. Like, and then the Minnesota Trouble probably, I said this like before our podcast, might be my like adopted team of this season. I'm so in on the Timberwolves. You've got Gobert. I'm so curious to see how Gobert and cat match up together. And I really do think we have like an early favorite for most improved player with Anthony Edwards. Yeah, that uh, definitely Minnesota looks scary. And I'm, I'm, it's, I'm sure it's going to shock people. I'm high on the jazz. Um, like I, I love these cute, bad teams, but like, I, I don't think their roster is that bad. Um, so I think that they'll be interesting to talk about like, you know, especially in the beginning of the year, they're, they're not going to outright try to lose games. Like they might try to handcuff yeah. this roster as the year goes along and at the deadline, but they have some talent there. And then, yeah, Minnesota, like you said, between Denver, Minnesota and Portland, those are three teams. Like if they're on TNT or ESPN primetime against any other playoff team, like that's a great game. So that's just like, that's what's so great about like 
the decline of the super team era just kind of generally is like there's so many just like teams that are like very interesting, pretty good, flawed, but with a high ceiling. And Minnesota kind of fits right in with that. Where like I want to see them against any Eastern Conference playoff team, any West. Like I want to watch that game. And so I'm so excited for the season to start. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into yeah. this. Okay. So we've got uh, just so sort of like set the table. Just a reminder for everybody. Northwest Division last season, Utah Jazz won with 49 wins and 33 losses. We've got Nuggets right behind them, 48 and 34. We've got Minnesota Timberwolves right behind them, 46 and 36. And then it totally drops off with the tanking teams uh, with the Trailblazers at 27 and 55 and OKC at 24 and 58. Uh, We're looking at the Odds for this division, we've got Nuggets at minus 140 for their future, win the division. We've got T-Wolves at plus 140, uh, Trailblazers at 10 to 1, Jazz at 100 to 1, and uh, (laughs) Thunder. I mean, it's ridiculous to even say it, but it's like 250 to 1. It looks like most books have it. So let's jump right into your Denver Nuggets. Uh, we've got a total of 50 and a half. I feel like right away, I mean, I don't bet a lot of win totals just because I don't like the odds for and like having my money on win totals for like an entire season when the odds aren't that great. But 50 and a half, it feels like kind of a knee jerk over, right? I mean, I, I was going to say kind of the opposite. I mean, I think. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think 48 wins last year. Um, obviously, that was with a lot of health issues. Um, you know, MPJ missing almost all the season. Um, and then obviously Jamal Murray missing the entire season as well. And they they kind of cobbled us together. Another MVP season from Jokic to put them on, on his back. But to me, when I look at this division especially, and I think we kind of look at these uh, – I'll take the the division odds in turn as well. Like I feel like the Nuggets are kind of on the other side of the curve of like caring about the regular season. Um, like they have been through the ringer now, what four or five straight years of being like in the mix in the West, and now it's like it's they're they're just a, they're a sixteen game team. Like they're focused on the playoffs. They're focused on like taking that final step. So to me, I look at fifty and a half. I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying it's a knee jerk under. I I would, you know maybe lean slightly. I'd say like maybe a 49 or 50 win team here. Um, but like Jamal Murray's not playing back to backs. Jokic is a hundred percent going to rest a lot more than he did last year. I think he missed what, like three or four games for that wrist injury in the beginning of the year. Otherwise was playing a ridiculous minute total. And they kind of, they quietly like got rid of some of their on ball depth, like in terms of creation with, you know, trading Monte Morris and Will Barton to Washington, like, they're relying heavily now on Bones Highland coming in. And I, I, I am high on Bones, but the second unit, um, the second unit is like, I don't think it's going to be much better than it was last year. You still have the backup center. Like that DeAndre Jordan signing, obviously, was kind of weird. Um, so I just look at their their motive, not necessarily to me there for a the regular season. And then um, from a roster perspective, it's – a lot is on Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic's shoulders, which is obviously phenomenal in the playoffs when you have that two-man game going, but both guys who I think will rest a good amount in the regular season. So, you know, don't have a strong lean out of the way, but would lean slightly the under on the Nuggets. So now I'm still high on them. Really? I, I'm still high on them as a playoff team. But go ahead. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, I really have, like, a great feeling about Jamal Murray coming back at 26 years old after a, a season off. I think he's fully healthy. MPJ says he's fully healthy. I don't even think that that is as much a consideration because I don't 100% believe him. But as long <laughs> as he can give us some minutes where Jeff Green isn't having to play starters minutes, I think Jeff Green is still like a very, you know, usable player in a role player. You got Bruce Brown coming off the bench. You've got Bones Highland coming off the bench. You've got and the DeAndre Jordan signing is like ridiculous like he's a corpse but i feel like when Jokic is off the floor they could play small ball with jeff green or like a zeke nanji i really like that like i i really feel like 
I agree with you that they're not going to try to like be a regular season team and like run Jokic into the ground and that Murray and they're probably going to be resting MPJ a lot as well. But I, just by the fact that they look like one of the best offensive teams in the league, they're just going to by default win quite a few games. I agree that I think the offense is going to be, is going to be phenomenal. Um, I, I guess my point is like, I feel like with getting rid of Monte and Will Barton, um, it kind of like, and I, I love the KCP edition for the playoffs, but like there's a lot riding on Murray and Jokic to create for others. And then, and then you factor that in with the fact that I think they're going to be, you know, maybe manage a little bit more. And I, I kind of see this as like a dead on 50 win team. Um, yeah. The DeAndre Jordan thing, like that's a, I, I think I'm assuming they brought him in like for the culture, um, like yeah. just to be like a, a, a vet that everyone can love, but they tried that small ball thing last year with, uh, you know, the Jamichael and Jeff Green together. And like that never really seemed to work. I think they want Najee to be the guy, but he's never really kind of stepped into that role. So we'll see. I think that would be exciting if he could kind of come in and be a really, because like you said, he, he can shoot the ball. He can put the ball on the floor a little bit. He can switch on the perimeter. So he could kind of make that second unit play a different way. And they wouldn't have these like utter collapses with Jokic on the floor. Um, I think like a big goal for them this season is going to be to figure out a way to like, not be like okay we have a 12 point lead let's take out Jokic. we know it's going to be two when he gets back in but like yeah he'll be able to bust it back out himself so um no now that we talk about a little more i'm I'm very high on this team and i think the health of of that that big three is the key aaron gordon rock solid like super underrated now i feel like he's just like the perfect like swiss army knife utility guy to fit in with these guys he played like every game last year too like such an iron man um yeah so yeah, I, th- I think they're going to be very good this I, year. I mean, um, I love KCP next to Jamal. Yeah, right. That's a like great, great you got Casey. Well, it's like great. He's just like one of the best three and D shooting guards. Like yep. I think that you can like uh, outside of the stars, obviously. Like he's just a, such a great three D shooting guard. Where Murray, he doesn't have to work worry so much about defense. Um, we're going to get a lot. Like Aaron Gordon, we haven't even talked about him yet. I think like with all these other guys around him, he's not going to be the focus to score as much. He could just be like a fun defensive player. Just like come in, be athletic. Um, I don't know. Are you, so are you just, are you saying for the total, you're going to stay away? Are you a stay away or what are your futures for this team? I'm a lean under. I'm going to go under. You're leaning under. All right. I'm, I'm leaning going over. Under. I'm going under. I'm going not saying under. it's the best bet or anything, but I'm going to go over. I got to be, um, be a little balls here. But yeah, right. I, I think also, you know, listening to Mike Malone early, like they're, they, they're saying, oh, our goal for this season is to experiment defensively and like try out different like junk zones and stuff like that. I'm just, it's kind of like, it seems to me like they're really gearing up for the, the playoffs. And, you know, you look at last year, okay, they were six, they were six in offense. I think they could probably, like, they could probably bump that up in the top three, right? I mean, Utah, Utah was number one, they're falling off. Um, like this, so I think I think they could probably be a top three or four offense. They're fifteenth in defense last year. I think that probably stays around the same, maybe maybe a tad better with KCP. Um, I think that would be a better defense than with KCP. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe you get up to like you know third in offense and tenth in defense, and you win like fifty four games. I think I think this is gonna be a good number um, at fifty and a half. So I, I will go with the under, but um, certainly not a reflection of how I feel about this team in the in the grand scheme of winning a championship. And now we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors and get right back to you. Thinking of joining WinBet? Now is the perfect time because new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. WinBet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Plus, WinBet has their own same game parlay feature. Just click on the game you like, select to build your own bet, and start building a monster parlay today. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. 
if you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of pro and college football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. So get hundreds of channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or your favorite episode of a show within the included cloud-based DVR. Plus there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel anytime. So right now you can use Fubo TV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP for 15% off your first month. Uh, moving on to the Minnesota Timberwolves. We've got them coming in right now at 48 and a half for a win total. Obviously, huge offseason for them. Rudy Gobert moving to their team. They also got Kyle Anderson. Austin Rivers, Bryn Fords, like Eric, like Pascal, like that's like really good, like low key pickups. I feel like even well past the Gobert update, they lost Beverly, which, you know, is a knock on their perimeter defense. But I do feel like we have that also gives uh, Anthony Edwards like a, a, a push to maybe step up his perimeter defense. He's so athletic. We know you know, Russell is not going to step up his defense, but uh, uh, with Gobert dropping back, I love how their defense is going to pick up. Um, we've got, uh, we, I mean, we're pairing Gobert, arguably, I mean, not even arguably, the, the, can we say he's the best defensive center in the league? Yeah. Hands down, right? Like he's I mean, the, I mean we, nobody likes him, but that's no, no, really in the, in the in the regular season for sure. I think in the playoffs, absolutely. Maybe I'm going with Draymond um, or Bam, but definitely in the regular season, yeah. And and you know, you look at the personnel that, that the Jazz had defensively last year, and how were they a top ten defense? It's because of Rudy Gobert. Like he by himself is a walking top ten defense, and like I, so I'll I guess kick things off. I think it's a dead shot over for me. Like I, I think this team is gonna be. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're pairing the – all I was going to say is you're pairing the best defensive center in the league with the best, like, outside scoring big man maybe ever with Cat. It's very enticing. Oh, and then now I'll let you go. No, but it's very enticing, and you kind of contrast them with where the Nuggets are at. Uh, Minnesota's a team that, like, they just kind of got their first taste of the playoffs like a little bit last year. Pro- like, could have easily won that series against Memphis had a lot of like mental um you know collapses when they they might they look, look like the better team at times during that series um like got the taste of the play in got that sick atmosphere i think and then you go get that splash trade for gobert most excitement around this minnesota team since like prime kevin garnett like they are going to they're going to get after it in the regular season like this is going to be to me this is a team i look at and it's like i don't know what they're going to be in the playoffs but i know they're going to be going full on in the regular season, try to win as many games as possible. Anthony Edwards, um, super high on him. Like you said, maybe most improved player. I don't know what the odds are for that, but um, I don't think anybody's put them out yet. I was yeah. looking for them. I mean, uh, it, it, we, he'll be in that conversation for sure. You might be able to get him at certain offshore books at like nine to one, which would be okay. great. I mean, yeah. grab him if you can. I know. Yeah. I mean, he's that like, he seems like a 25, five and five type, lock like going into this year um and then the gobert effect is like they're going to be a top 10 defense like just with gobert so you know i think they're going to get they were seventh in offense last year you add this lob threat with gobert um and they didn't really give up i mean people dislike that trade for them because of the future they gave up not because of the present they gave up right like yeah that trade was criticized because they gave up a lot for the these these future first round picks you, you know, losing Pat Bev is tough. Pat Bev to me is like a playoff guy. Um, I don't think that's necessarily going to kill him in the regular season. So 48 and a half, they won 46 last year without Rudy Gobert um, and, and didn't really lose much. Um, and he comes in, he has a lot to prove. His whole team has a lot to prove. Um, so yeah, 48 and a half. I, I think they, I think, I think they go over this. I think they're, this is the lock over for me for this division. Yeah. 
Like 100%, like I agree with you. I think this is a huge regular season team. I don't know what they're going to do in the playoffs. They're young and untested. And then we've seen Gobert be schemed out in the playoffs before. So that is, you know, obviously like huge red flags for the playoffs. But regular season, I don't know. I can see them winning this division. Oh, yeah. And I, I was going to say, I mean, we we kind of left it hanging. But at plus 140 for the division, I would be targeting them. And then, you know, the Blazers we're going to talk about next. Like, I think those that's what the value is in this division. Just because I don't see much of a difference between Minnesota and Denver in the regular season. Like, do, do you? I mean, I think they're both going to be really good offensively. I think Denver has a little more upside offensively. And then... um uh, Minnesota has Rudy Gobert. I think they have a lot more upside offensively, but I do think that defensively. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I see Denver probably huddling in that, like, we, you know, we said maybe somewhere between 10 and 15 on defense. I think Minnesota's going to be maybe somewhere between 10 and five, like on yeah. defense and, and, and can get to that level on the regular season. And, you know, they also, like, between Gobert and Cat, right? Like, they, they can withstand some injuries and still have a really good structure of their team. Um, and, and, and both those guys have been pretty durable throughout their career, especially Gobert. His size is pretty impressive. So he, he plays a lot of games. And, um, yeah, I mean, on this team, love their coaching staff too. Like, they got a lot out of this team last year. They were kind of a surprise team. I think they put their foot on the gas in the regular season. And um, I'm excited about them in the regular season. Can't wait to watch them. Here's my question, though. Like, you mentioned Gobert as an offensive threat near the rim. Like, he really can do nothing except for be such, like, a lob threat on offense are we worried about like a russell setting him up like they've got mclaughlin right now maybe starting for them at point guard like who's really running this offense well i think i think that is that that's a good question and they have d'lo obviously up at the point right but like they have so many options of how to play because you obviously you have anthony edwards in the iso game whatever he does you have Cat in the ISO game, whatever he does, those, you know, two great options. And then to get Rudy as involved as possible, right? You want him like running pick and roll, spamming that with, with a point guard. Like, I don't know if you necessarily want to put the ball in D'Angelo Russell's hands with Gobert being the screen setter and like making that your yeah. main thing because that will that will marginalize Anthony Edwards and Cat, who are your two best players. So I think I I think, you know, that's the obvious criticism. Like there's only one ball, and whenever a team in masses like a few different ways to score. We always kind of get worried. Like how, you know, how are Kyrie, Katie and James Harden going to coexist? Well, it's like, they're all really fucking good. And like, it's, it's everything they do is going to work. And like, they're going to be a top five offense. Like sometimes it just happens like that. Yeah, I, but I think uh, the that's the thing. Russell's not, Russell's not any of those guys. Like Russell thinks Russell's he's not any of those guys, but I think he's, he's not, like, he thinks he's a Kyrie, but he probably needs to facilitate a lot more. Yeah, and I, that, 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 that's what I'm saying. I, I think he's good enough that you can, if you put him in pick and roll with Rudy Gobert, with the with Rudy Gobert as a guy, you can just throw the ball up to and right, he's gonna go catch it and dunk it. Like that's a really good threat. I think D'Angelo Russell, he may not be a Kyrie Irving, and he's not a Kyrie Irving. I didn't mean to imply that that he's good enough that he could succeed in that system, right? Especially with like cat spacing and drawing attention. Uh, maybe you throw another shooter out there. It's like impossible to guard. We haven't even talked about uh, Jay McDaniels that too. Is like they're they're obviously really high on untouchable in that Go Bear trade. Yeah, he's you know a really nice three and D wing who's going to fit in, help them on the defensive end too. So, yeah, I, I feel think, like I between think, Ant and Towns, like pulling a lot of focus, Go is going to. I mean, we might look for like Go Bear props of going over on his scoring because like, yeah, there's they're going to be so focused on trying to stop the other two. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think that. They're a team to monitor, like in terms of vibes, right? Because like, cat and cat's gonna have to sacrifice like he never has before, um, with the amount of mouths to feed on his offense. But like, it seems like they're all kind of kumbaya right now. Um, so if and as long as they're winning games, it should stay that way. But like, yeah, there's there is only one ball, and a lot of people on this team deserve touches. Um, you know, Gobert's still not gonna get those post touches that were always like the storyline of Minnesota of like oh, you know, you're a max player, but you're not posting up. Like, how do we get Rudy more involved? That's probably still going to be a storyline. And then, like, Carl Anthony Towns is who he is because when you put him at center, he's unguardable with his ability to put the ball on the floor, shoot, et cetera. 
now you are adding in another another big on the floor who's going to have to stand, you know, near the basket and junk up some space and maybe have some t- different types of matchups for Cat. He's not going to be able to go up against like your average ho hum center who has no chance against Cat. Like maybe he's going up against a more athletic three and D wing type. He's going to be who- going up against like the point. I mean, he's going to be going up against like power forwards. He's going to be towering over most of the time. I think about. Yeah. How many teams are playing like shorter guys at power forward these days? Yeah, no, 100%. But then we also saw him struggle in the playoffs when like he couldn't even like post up DeAnthony Melton in that series and like young, uh, smaller guys were getting into him a little bit. So I think it will be an adjustment for him, but he's obviously so lethal as a scorer. I, I we're, we're kind of like nitpicking, right? And th- these are the kind of issues that I see coming up in the playoffs, perhaps um, as the level of competition gets higher. But just like it's a regular season team, it's like going to be Gobert dunking, Cat getting buckets, and getting buckets, and like, then Rudy Gobert is blocking everything, and they're so big and long. They're going to be boarding everything. Like, there's a lot of regular season advantages. So right now, we like this as a best bet for yeah, – on our win totals for this division, we like this as a best bet for our over, and we like them at plus 140 to win the division over doing minus 140 for the Nuggets. Yeah, I would take them over the Nuggets. I'm going to have the Blazers probably be my divisional pick, but – that over 48 and a half best bet for sure okay we're gonna take another quick break and be right back promoguy.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus ev betting strategies they've got daily updates on odd boosts and huge cash bonuses from all major sportsbook and they've got a vip discord group that puts even deeper plus ev analytics right at your fingertips i gotta say We've been looking at their daily promo updates and they have some of the most information in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win. They also give you the best odds on how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you are missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part is that Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. So go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% tracked, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. So make sure you go check out promoguy.us. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play Pick'em Contests versus other people for a shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and do a 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet up to five player prop under overs on individual player matchups across every sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but it's where you play. You don't want to miss out on this, baby. Sign up with the promo code SGPN at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25. And whether you're into fantasy leagues, betting on your team, or just taking highlights around the water cooler at work, the NFL season just got a lot better thanks to Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for NFL, NBA, and MLB. The Elias Game Plan app, most trusted name in sports stats, okay? It's official statistics from U.S. Pro Sports Leagues. It's full of insights provided by renowned research teams and which means they're constantly giving you information that is up to date. You can trust it. Elevate your NFL season today and download the Elias Game Plan app. That's E-L-I-A-S. And right now, have a very special offer. When you subscribe, get 15% off your annual subscription, but only if you use my promo code SGPN15. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Google Play Store today and use my promo code SGPN15. All right, now we're moving on to the Portland Trailblazers. We've got a win total of 39 and a half. Looking at them at 10 to 1, you can find them to win the division. Zach, you already mentioned that before we get into it, like, this might be your pick to win the division. Why is that? Well, not my pick to win the division, but my at 10 to one certainly would be the one that I would fire on in terms of these uh, 
these numbers to win the division. Like I, I would put them much closer to the tier of um, not much closer, but closer to the tier of Denver and Minnesota than like, you know, 10 times the payout um, against either of them. Um, you have Dane coming back, hopefully healthy. Like, have you seen anything? It seems like he's full systems go, right? Seems like he's full system go. And yeah. apparently this was like a thing that people knew for a while in Portland was that he needed his abs, this like ab thing that he had like worked on. And he was like playing through the pain for a while. So he should be maybe more hundred percent than we've seen him in years. Yeah. And I, I like this nugget that you threw in the, uh, in the Google doc we're working off was that they finished the season off six and 20 last year. Like the record from last year looks kind of ugly, um, but they, fully embraced the tank at the end of last year like they were just like absolutely all in on losing and like i think portland is a winning organization right like they're kind of similar to denver they haven't been as deep as denver um or you know they also went to the western conference finals once i guess that one year um but like i expect them to get right back into it and they were aggressive this offseason uh bringing in jeremy grant re-signing ant simons um i like both those moves a lot and like the idea of kind of sliding in ant right into that cj mccollum role like i think they're kind of gonna get back to where they were before last season and you know and there's been I, talk about actually bringing simons off the bench as a six man and putting gary payton next to lillard which i actually really like as a defensive like stopper yeah i like that as well gary payton uh someone i, I was really high on uh in golden state last year um and yeah, I mean, to me, I think Dane is a guy that I trust in the regular season to lead his team. We keep talking about these, like, in this division, you have so many great players. Um, and, like, Jokic is like, okay, you're going to have a top 10 offense. <laughs> like, Dame Lillard, to me, is kind of that guy, just with how yeah. you know, he is with the ball in his hands, his scoring threat, just, like, drawing so much attention defensively. And, like, at this win total at 39 and a half, like, I think they're going to have a winning record. Like, I think they're going to be, um, you know, maybe in the mix for back end, like – back end of the playoffs maybe play in but like it just goes to show there are so many teams this year that like expect to make the playoffs and like somebody's gonna have their feelings hurt um in both conferences um but i like the additions uh jeremy grant sliding in as like that nice you know kind of in between a number two and number three option and you could kind of say the same thing about simon's Hopefully you have a healthy season of Nurkic. And then, you know, they have some intriguing young pieces that could pop. You know, you look at a guy like Nas Little, who I think is, you know, kind of been a like fringe NBA Twitter guy in the past. Maybe he steps into like a bigger role um, this year and kind of breaks out a little bit. Like, you know, Chauncey Billups, someone we don't know a ton about as a coach, but like, I'm, I, I think that. I, I like a like, lot of people in the organization were happy with him after last season. Yeah. And I like how quiet it is around Portland. Um, like, yeah. I think it's a kind of a good, like, it's kind of a good sign that to me, it seems like they're kind of back to business. Just like no one really talking about them, but like Dame Willard is on this team that we didn't even mention Josh Hart yet. Who's like, a, just a phenomenal, like Swiss army knife piece that you can just slide in. You know, he's going to knock down threes. You know, he's going to, you know, make the right plays, play defense. So between like, I mean, he's going to be a, like a great defensive piece off the bench for them. Yeah. As well as like. You've got Justice Winslow coming in off the bench. Okay, yeah. As I mean, like maybe a defense, like if if he's not expected to be a star, which, you know, people have talked about him being in like Miami, but like if he's just coming in off the bench as like a perimeter defender, that's a pretty good role for him. And then you got like a Drew Ru Eubanks coming off the bench as like a, a decent like small center scoring forward. Like I actually like this bench. Yeah, I like this bench too, and I love that you that you brought up Drew Eubanks. Um, like, you know, very very solid um, piece to have. I think they're they're probably gonna need like one or two more guys to emerge. So we'll see who that is. Maybe they make some sort of trade deadline deal to like fill out this rotation a bit, just because they can't really withstand an injury as they stand right now. Um, like they kind of have they have the three guards. They have Willard, Payton, and, and Simons the three wings in little heart and grant. And then you have Nurkic and Eubanks. So like maybe one more guard wing piece and may maybe justice Winslow is that guy. Maybe Shaden Sharp is a little more ready than expected. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's someone with a super, that was kind of an upside play, which I thought was a pretty fascinating pick for them because they're a team that's trying to win now. Um, but they brought in new management, you know, Mike Schmitz from uh, ESPN draft express goes into that front office and like they take an absolute home run swing in the yeah. first, in the lottery, which is like, 
that was pretty interesting just in terms of like where where their mindset is as a franchise. So um yeah, I think this is going to be a team that's going to push for, you know, a back end of the playoff spot and to me 39 and a half feels a little cheap just cuz like to me Dame is going to you're going to have a winning record if Dame's healthy. Like he's Dame. Um, you know, not that he's and like, he's been healthy throughout his career. This yeah, was like really this. his first big injury. Yeah. My my question, my big question here is Nurkic, 28 years old. How are we feeling about him? He like him and Dame a couple years ago, so on the same page. They seem like one of like the best like point guard center combos. And now there was like you know some some friction between them also like they don't seem like they work together on defense very well like Nurk is fine when he's like dropping back but he can't switch and then like that's like Dame's problem on defense so are you worried about Nurk here uh yeah I mean yes and I think defensively like you brought up I don't expect the scene to be great I think the vision for them is like just like Dame has an insane like MVP type season offensively. And then like, they're just good enough defensively to be a really good regular season team. And then the flaws kind of come out in the playoffs with that. That's kind of the upside case I can see for this team, right? It's like top five offense, Dame MVP, Gary Payton's really good. Nas little uh, Jeremy Grant, like those guys on the wing are good enough to kind of hide Nurkic's weaknesses. Um, And then Nurk also stays healthy enough to like be the offensive force that he can be when healthy. Um, and, you know, when he's locked in. So, yes, I think it's a concern. Um, but, you know, I tend to want to win this division. Like, I see the, I see the vision for them to be really good. Um, and then, you know, just do enough to get over the hump and, you know, be above 500 gets you a, a win on this win total. Absolutely. I would say that uh, I'm definitely staying away from this win total. Mm-hmm. But I do like the 10 to 1 dart throw here yeah it makes sense i absolutely agree with you if dame is back to mvp level like consideration which he totally could be if simons can continue taking this step that we saw him take last year if nurk can be you know where he's at if grant can be like the offensive force that we saw him in uh in detroit then yeah like why not yeah 100 i mean yeah we'll, we'll see i mean there are teams to me that they're one of these teams that's like going to be in the back end of the playoffs and, but like it's playoff or bust for them, right? Like they have Dame Lillard, like they, they can't do anything, but like push for the playoffs. Like, so it, I think you're going to get an all out effort for them um, no matter where they are on the standings to like keep pushing forward. Okay. One final quick break and we'll be right back, man. I live on coffee. I love coffee. I drink coffee all day, every day, which is why I freaking love this next sponsor, Trade Coffee. I mean, it's it's crazy to think about how many different coffees that I didn't know about and now know about with Trade Coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country directly to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month to curate 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. That's a lot of coffees. The coffee I get from Trade is so good. I can't believe how much I like it, what they picked for me. Their team worked with me to create a custom collection. I like very bold coffees. And if that isn't what is up your alley, don't worry. Trade will have whatever it is you want. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast, by flavor profiles, or you can take their coffee quiz and get expertly matched to the coffees you love. So Trade is the easiest way to get your best tasting coffee delivered fresh right to your door. If you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever tasted, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping at drinktrade.com SGP. That's D-R-I-N-K-T-R-A-D.com SGP for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. 
And finally, what is Odd Tracker? Odd Tracker is the place to compare odds from all major sportsbooks. You can compare the different signup codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal. That way you're ahead of the game before you even start betting. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so you can keep records of all your games and betting activity across all the different sportsbook apps. Go to oddstracker.com slash bluewire and sign up today. Odds Tracker is the number one site for all your game day bets. Then we move to the bottom tier teams of this division. We've got the Utah Jazz, which we don't even really know what they're going to be mid-season. I mean, you got to imagine that like a Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, they might be traded. I mean, they're, they're probably still going to be trying to make moves all throughout this season. We've got them right now at 24 and a half. I'm totally staying away just because I don't know what the season's going to be. Danny Ainge is known as a wheeler and dealer. He doesn't like to tank. We haven't seen him tank before as a general manager, but with this lineup, and we've seen Colin Sexton like thrive in bad teams and put it, he's like been a great, bad, a good numbers, bad team guy. We've got Kelly Olenek, Marketing, Malik Beasley. These are like Taylor Horton Tucker. Like these are all guys that like don't really win games. Like they can put up numbers when there's somebody else there. I feel like this is a total stay away. What are you thinking? I think it's strange because it's easy to get, and I'm guilty of doing this at times. Like it's easy to get seduced by the names on the depth chart because, like, the depth chart doesn't look that bad. To, like, I kind of like their team. Um, like, yeah, um, as like just, as like a deep team, but like they have no starters. Like, yeah, I mean, who's look, a they, good starter for them? And I, I I agree with you. I'm saying evaluating that against the 24 and a half, the 24 and a half total, right? Like I think that they could. And you look at like what happened last year. Only only four teams lost, or only four teams didn't get over this number 24 and a half. And that was you know Detroit, Orlando, Oklahoma City, Houston. Um, like I think they're better than all those teams. The question, and I think they're still better than Orlando. Uh, I mean, than OKC and Houston this year. Um, and I think they're better than San Antonio this year, most likely. Um, so, like, I kind of stacked them up. But the only question, like you said, is like you if you take this over, you're like hoping that they just like get as much juice out of the squeeze before the trade deadline because like they're not going to try to keep this team together, right? Like you need to probably get to like you know 18, 19 wins or whatever before the trade deadline um, because you. I yeah, think which you can see with like Conley and Sexton playing together. Yeah. I, got, yeah, I could actually see that if they keep those guys together with Beasley, with Marketing, with Kelly Olenek, yeah, they could get 17 wins before the trade deadline. Yeah, and then you have, like, you still have that Utah home crowd. I mean, they, their whole team is going to be involved in trade rumors the entire year. That's, like, kind of a weird element to this. But I just think there's enough here um, to get over this number. Like, I kind of I, – I maybe would protect them for, like, you know, 28, 29 wins, something like that, like – they're going to be pretty decent. Like Conley, Sexton, and and Clarkson, like all those guys are hard to deal with um, offensively. I think they could be pretty. And then you have like Markinen and, and Kelly Olynyk. If that's their starting five, that's like a real like a pretty good offense with Malik Beasley spacing the floor. Like no no go to engine. So like Sexton's going to have to be that guy, and we'll see how he looks in that role. Like you said, he quietly put up sick numbers in that role in Cleveland. Um, that like yeah, kind of just going. They didn't win a lot of games, so that's the problem. They win a lot of games, of course, and kind kind of got ignored. So, and then there's other like they're so deep. I mean, you got Jordan Clarkson still coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah. To put up points, I guess you know you're you're kind of talking me into maybe because you can get the over right now at plus money. Why not take like a plus one fifteen if you get it? Yeah, and and the only issue that because like I I think you're definitely going to lose bodies at the trade deadline and you're going to lose motivation at the trade deadline. Like at at certain points going to be like, all right, we're tanking. Right. I think that's kind of an inevitability of this season, just based on, okay, you trade away Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, bogey or Boyan, like it's happening, but like 
okay, you have like Taylor Horton Tucker and Akil Alexander Walker, Agbaji, Walker Kessler. Like, are those guys playing game one? Like, are are you are you like they traded for those guys? But like, you also, I I I expect Mike Conley is going to be playing like thirty two minutes at that point in the first game of the season, right? And like Clarkson's going to be your sixth man, and like Beasley, Markham, like. Those guys are gonna play. So what I mean, or or are they? That's like if Danny Ainge, like, it, and you said he doesn't like the tank. I, I like, I find it hard to believe that they're kind of big name, young talent, but unproven. Like your Taylor Horton Tucker, your Nikhil Alexander Walker, are those guys gonna play in Game One? I think if you have the over, you're kind of hoping that they go like, all right, Conley's our guy until we trade him. Um, you know that kind of mentality. So it's hard to know. And it's also we we should mention they got rid of Quinn Snyder or Quinn Snyder left. Now they have a thirty four year old Will Hardy as coach. Yeah, and but we have. I mean, so he's seen- probably going to do anything that Ainge tells him, right? So yeah, I mean, I I think like there's no chance that they're gonna like game one. I think I, I game one. I expect like their veterans the, to the extent they have veterans to like actually play the, the normal role they would play, especially because if you want to trade those guys, you have to showcase them a bit like that. They're going to play well. And I think it could be a pretty healthy offensive system, like for Conley, just to get a rack up. Like let's say Mike Conley's averaging like 18 and eight, just because he's like throwing, you know, catch and shoot threes to Malik Beasley. Like that's going to make him more enticing to trade than if he's sitting on the bench behind Taylor Horton Tucker. So that's true. Um, so maybe they start off like that. And, you know, we've, we have seen like, you know, when Mark Dagnall, uh, went to OKC, it was like, who is this young guy? Like he's clearly there for the tank. And then he was kind of like a sneaky, like they were winning some games they shouldn't. Cause like he had, he was so dialed in with those guys and like creative and had some like fun concepts, stuff like that. So I'm in on the jazz. I think, you know, you want this to, you want this to be okay. Like week week two, three, four, the NBA season is like, oh, the Jazz are kind of frisky. And then maybe they're 500 early. They get to like 10 and 10 or something. And you're like, okay, I'm going to need 14 more wins like the rest of the yeah. season. Like, let's figure out, let's find a way. Like, you need them to start off like kind of frisky and and rack up some wins early to get this over. But I do like it. All right, so this is how I'm betting the Jazz this year. Staying away from the total, staying away from any futures. Going to bet them early, just like game by game. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that makes sense too. Like I think, I think, yeah, I think they're gonna come out and like be pretty good offensively, um, frisky, like, and then you go get Wembenyama late in the season. <laughs> All right, let's uh, wrap it up now with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Just a such a bummer. I was very excited to see Chet Holmgren like play this season, injured in like a just a nonsense game. Very bummed out about that. Uh, but just kind of fits into this team's like overall idea of just like tanking for a while. Uh, we've got we've got a really interesting backcourt with Shy, Giddy, and Lou Dort, and then nothing else. So and and SGA's out to start the season too. Yeah, right. But how many games? Do we know that yet? It's unclear, but like it's okay. See, like you, you never know, you know? Yeah. So we've got them right now at 23 and a half for their winter. One of the lowest in the league. I don't know. I go ahead. If like, <laughs> if you really press me on it, let's go under like, why not? Like why, what they have no reason to bring like SGA back anytime soon. Like, I don't know. I feel like just staying away from this altogether, but pressed, I just bet the under and get the best number you can and then fade them throughout the season. Yeah, it's tough. Cause I feel like with Chet, they were kind of like a team that was like, Oh, like they're sneaky. Going to try to be good this year. They owe it to Shea Gilgis to like, you know, cause every year they like ask their guys to stop playing. Like, SGA is like a superstar and they like shut him down with like two weeks left in the season every year. I know that, that, the big question is like, how long does he stick around after this season? Exactly. Like, and it's like, is he going to be happy just doing this every year? Now he's hurt. Um, so I would go under as well. Like, I feel like that Chet injury just like sucked the um, air out of the room. I guess that's a saying like they just, they're going to tank again, right? Like they're going to just try to do, they're going to run this back again. They don't have much talent on this roster. I feel like this year is going to be about like, 
okay, figure out which of these which of these other young guys are like part of the plan. So I guess it's like Giddy, um, other Jalen Williams, Jang. Like they have a lot of just young players that I feel like they're just gonna let. Like, they're gonna go door. They already like renewed Door's contract. Like they like yeah. him as a defensive like perimeter player. Yeah, well, like like I just think it's this season's gonna be just so experimental with like figuring out how all these pieces fit together without Chet. And then next year you like insert Chet and then another top three pick in this team. Um, I don't know. I would go under, I mean, I, I just look at, and I, I look at the West, right? Like I think Utah is better than them. And then so like who else, maybe San Antonio, I think Houston will probably be a little bit better than this OKC team, just looking at their roster. Um, so I see them like in the 15 spot in the West or, you know, maybe the 14, depending on San Antonio, although, you know, with Chet out, like San Antonio's roster may, may be a little better than this. So, I, I don't know what up. the number is. I didn't put these numbers out yet, but it, you know, you can bet like the worst record in the league. This has got to be the favorite. Yeah, I think it does. Um, I mean, I can't think of anyone. Let me think of look at the East real quick. Yeah. I mean, them or maybe Indiana, I guess, or like, but. But like you said, like, I think the Chet injury just sucked anything this team really has. Yeah, and I, 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 I didn't yeah. hope, you know. Yeah, the Chet. And then, like, why not just like then tank for, you know, Victor W. Yeah, next season with like from Chet France. Is also, so. Chet is like so iconic that like Chet like was the OKC Thunder like energy for the season. It was like we had this like crazy unicorn seven footer second overall pick. Everyone wants to see this guy play. And now Especially it's like OKC, out. they love a big white guy. Come on, let's go for it. <laughs> and now it's like he's out for another year. It's like the reason to get excited about OKC is now a year away. It's so like that kind of just like identifies where they're at in the timeline again is like another year away. So yeah, I would go under here, but one of the less fun ones just with all the injuries that kind of you know they're they're two best players, two most exciting players are hurt. One of them's out for the year, one of them's out indefinitely. So it sucks. Yeah. For sure. All right, dude. So good to see you again. Um, we got to get out of here. Uh, anything you want to like plug? I don't know what you got going on outside of being a lawyer these days. <laughs> no, not much. Um, good stuff. It was fun and uh, big, season, <laughs> big, big season coming up. All right. Well, we'll have, we'll get, we'll get back on the mic uh, before too long, you know, give people what they want. Uh, Zach, thank you so much. This has been the Northwest Division preview. Um, make sure to subscribe to NBA Gambling Podcast. Check us out on Twitter as well. And uh, we'll have division previews for every uh, thing going into the season. And then we'll be back with like daily episodes as soon as the season starts. So uh, make sure to subscribe. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna dunk it!